My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hey, bloggers, happy Wednesday. We are continuing our conversation about the seven stages of blogging, and also this week, um, continuing our coverage of stage one. So uh, last episode, we talked about your niche and your audience, and once you've got that nailed down, it's time to move to the second step of the scout stage, and that is choosing your domain and your hosting. And I'm just going to assume, it's probably not a good assumption on my part, but I'm going to assume that we, uh, for the most part, are picking WordPress um, as our tool while I'm discussing this with you. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on hosting. I will tell you that we started on Bluehost, and it was a great solution for us in the beginning. Once we got a little bit bigger, we needed more power. So um, we moved to WP Engine. And we've been with them for a very long time. And we moved from their standard plan to, I think, now Hubs is the one, Dan's the one who really manages this, but I'm pretty sure we're still on uh, the VPS hosting with them, like a virtual private server as we've grown. And um, it's really expensive, <laughs> but it does a good, they do a good job. And and quite candidly, we are looking at some other solutions because our contract's up uh, this month. And we're just, you know, we've just been with them a long time and there wasn't a lot of options back in the day. And now there are more options, more competition. So we just are talking to some other places about um the price and speed and um, support uh, differences between different companies. So I'll I'll keep you posted on that and let you know if we move off or not. But whether we do or not, WP Engine is a really good solution if you've got a larger site or once you feel like you've um, outgrown Bluehost. But if if I were starting again, I would definitely you know, from scratch, I would definitely go with Bluehost. Obviously, if you're starting a second blog, if you're wondering through these podcast episodes about stage one, because you're starting another blog, um, then hopefully you have the ability to host multiple domains um, with the hosting provider that you have already. But that's not the focus of this episode. I want to talk to you a lot about domains. So I have a uh, a story to tell you about domains and about the um, heartache that comes with picking the wrong one. I think I might have shared the story before, but I'll tell you again. When I first started this, the blog that uh, the hyperlocal Atlanta blog that I have today, it was called 365 Atlanta Family. And the intention always was to be a family travel blog. And back then, there wasn't a lot of family travel bloggers. So I was I chose the word family because I wanted to highlight that. But what ended up happening for the first couple of years is that people assumed it was a parenting blog. And uh, they, you know, wanted me to do Pampers reviews and infamil reviews and all these sorts of things. And um, the people in the travel space really didn't want to 
talk to me uh, because they assumed it was a parenting blog too. So I said, you know what? I've got to bite the bullet and uh, uh, change the name. And it was very painful. I mean, it wasn't a painful process. You know, you can hire somebody to do a full site redirect. But we picked 365 Atlanta Traveler because we wanted, again, to highlight that travel aspect. Um, And the 365 uh, uh, digits, I guess, were already, I was building a brand around that 365. So almost everything I do now is 365 related from, you know, in the Atlanta or uh, Southeast travel space, or actually the entire travel space. Um, But we, and we stayed with Atlanta because I think it was really important for us. And and I'll talk to you more about that in a little bit. So we just moved from 365 Atlanta family to 365 Atlanta Traveler. And, you know, we shared it with all of our people on our newsletter and all of the partners that we worked with and wanted to work with. And it was, you know, I guess we spent, I'm, I might remember this wrong, but I think we spent at least a month, maybe two months going through that process. But when we made the move, everything I looked at at that time was like, oh, it's fine. You're just doing a redirect and everything will be fine. Everything will be hunky-dory. But it was not hunky-dory. Our traffic fell in half, maybe less than half for a little bit. But it, it took an entire year to get our traffic back to where it was before we made that change. And I would say it's probably even longer to get it fully back, right? Because in that year, we were still creating new content that was ranking. So uh, it was very painful. (laughs) So, you know, more than half our traffic for a little bit, but half our traffic for a long time, a significant chunk of our income. Because at that time, we weren't, we didn't have as many brand contracts. So we were more dependent on that affiliate and uh, primarily ad revenue income. So it was it was hard, but it was the right decision to change the name. I um, just wish <laughs> I wish I had had the right name from the beginning. It was so crazy. I mean, we ended up hiring. Uh, there's this guy. I'm not going to share his name here, but uh, this guy who is very well known for checking SEO errors, and it's very hard to get a contract with him. But I knew somebody who knew him. And was able to, you know, get in touch with them and pay an exorbitant amount of money in order for him to look at our site and go, yeah, all the redirects were done correctly. This is just what happened. So it was a little bit crazy. But anyway, that's why it's so important to do it right the first time. So I'm going to quickly go through these nine things I want you to consider, whether this is your first blog or your fifth blog or your 18th blog. These are the things you need to consider Uh, when you're picking your domain. And the first one, aligning with my story, is that it needs to be memorable and relevant. So easy for people to remember, relevant to what you're doing. And what I would encourage you to do, and what probably would have helped me, um, is to throw the name at a couple trusted people. Maybe not people in the blogging space, people outside the blogging space, and ask them, If you see this domain name, what do you think it is? What do you think it's a blog about? Ask them ahead of time because the changing is so hard. But I also want to encourage you not to niche down so, so much with your name. Niching down with your uh, target audience 
uh, is very important. But if you niche your name down too far, then you risk the uh, the having to change it again or or not being able to grow it into something else. So it's you know if I had stuck with three six five Atlanta family or something like three six five Atlanta family travel or something like that, it wouldn't have given me the opportunities that 365 Atlanta Traveler does because we do a lot of date nights and uh, things that aren't related to family travel. They're related to couples travel uh, or, you know, girlfriend getaways or going out solo. And uh, the name allows us to do that. So so really think about that um, from a relevancy perspective. Number two, I would encourage you to keep it short, simple, and easy to remember. If it's it's not that it's going to be bad if it's long, but it's more, um, people are more prone to uh, enter an error um, as they're typing it in if it's really long. Also, same thing if there's hyphens. Where do I put the hyphen? Especially if there's more than one word. If there's numbers, that sort of thing can be really confusing. I will tell you an error. I don't know if it's an error, but an issue that I have in this regard. Uh, my name's Leslie, but my parents decided it should be spelled L E S L I. So my blog for this co- for my coaching is lesliepeterson.com and it's L E S L I peterson.com. But most people spell it with an E. Uh, and so I, you know, ideally I would have been able to buy the Leslie Peterson with an E.com and redirect it to the the site but that is already taken by somebody who is uh, I think a realtor so I'm not able to uh, to to do that redirect so I just have to hope that you know word gets out that Leslie doesn't have an e on the end but it, it's definitely one of those areas where um, I probably could have picked something more clear Number three, I would really encourage you to stick with the .com extension, especially if you're in the, the U.S. If you're in another country outside the U.S., then doing, you know, .ca, .uk, that makes sense. But I know we want the .nets and that sort of thing to to grow, and we and there's no SEO issue, but it's just not. I think I think it's worth picking a different name in order to get the .com extension, especially in the United States. Uh, Number four, don't forget to look for trademarks. So if you've come up with a name, you've got your idea, before you buy the URL, go and do a trademark search. You don't want any legal issues. And just because the URL is available doesn't mean that that term isn't already trademarked. So go check that out first. And number five, while you're at it, go and check um, and make sure that the social accounts that you want are available um, with the same name. It just so much less confusion uh, for the people who are following you, for the brands that you work with, if all of your social and your URL all match up. Okay, number six, you want to consider SEO. Now, I think if I were to ask John Mueller, if having Atlanta in my URL helped me rank, he would say no. But I feel in my gut that it was a huge part of our success. Having the word Atlanta uh, in our site, I think, helped us rank in the Atlanta market. I can't guarantee it. I can't say it's going to happen for you. I and, and I would also say that if you can't 
includes some sort of um, SEO friendly attribute to your domain that would help you, um, that it's going to hurt you. It's definitely not going to hurt you. But if you can, you should do it. Okay, number seven, check the domain history. So this would be, especially if you're buying a site, I'm sorry, buying a domain from somebody else. Uh, but even if you're not, you don't know, you know, what's gone on with that domain. So see if you can check out the history. You don't want it to have been ever been associated with spam or to be blacklisted anywhere. So that's really important to look at. Number eight, um, get a reputable domain registrar. So GoDaddy is like the de facto, right? It's like the Kleenex of the brand. Um, And that's who we use and we're very happy with them. If you decide to go with someone else, just make sure you're looking to ensure there's no hidden costs there. We actually bought a URL um, a couple years ago and it was we didn't buy it through GoDaddy. We bought it through somebody else, but then we immediately transferred it over to GoDaddy because that well, that's where all our other domain names are. But we just didn't we didn't know that company very well, so we just want to make sure we weren't going to get stuck with any ridiculous costs. And then finally, when you do decide on a name that uh, meets these criteria as best as possible, obviously, as I've shared with you, they can't always meet um, the criteria 100% of the time. But go ahead and invest in that. Who is privacy protection? Because that's really going to save you a lot of spam management headache. Okay, there you go. So uh, that is the second part of stage one scout in the seven part framework for bloggers, picking your domain and your hosting company. And that again, I'm assuming from the hosting perspective that you're on WordPress. Uh, And then on Friday, we'll have the final um, considerations for the scout stage, stage one. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.